A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. You're with me, Jason Dacey, alongside Neil Humphreys, as we talk about big lottery winners. Last week, somebody won an incredible prize of 1.537 billion US dollars. We don't know the identity, but it's uh, the biggest uh, winner ever. I think South Carolina is where the ticket was bought. Well, uh, it's time for me to admit it was me. I bought it anonymously overseas. This is the last show I'm doing. See ya. <laughs> what, I, I mean, wish. Yeah, what, what, it's incredible. The Mega Millions jackpot along with the Powerball lottery prize. That This is what's the biggest uh, payday in gambling history. Uh, but you know what? Here's some stats, Neil. Mm. According to multiple studies, about 70% of all lottery winners end up going broke and filing for bankruptcy. 70%, 7 in 10 out of 10. I can believe it because people always live beyond their means. They go great. They should be frugal type backsides like me and you, Jason. We would cope just fine. Get our $3 hawk of meal. Exactly. I mean, I've got a couple of examples here. There's this one guy, William Budd. Post. Anybody who calls himself Bud is just asking for trouble. He won $16 million on the Pennsylvania lottery, right? right? 1988. He was 1 million in debt within 12 months, right? 1 million in debt within 12 months. A, f- a former girlfriend sued him for a third of the winnings, and his brother was arrested. <laughs> For hiring a hitman to try and kill him <laughs> to get a share of his money in the will. Oh, wow. That's one. But I've got a couple more because they're just so mm-hmm. funny. Jonathan Vargas was only 19, 35 million, Powerball, 2008. Mm. What did he do? He invested the lot in a TV series that he created called Rest Delicious, <laughs> where he had half naked women wrestling on a reality TV show and he was surprised it only lasted one season. Right, lost And all his all money his, went right, there. All his money. But my favourite one, Britain, good old Britain, Michael Carroll was 19 when he won £10 million, $15 million, mm. 2002. He lost it within a couple of years because he spent the lot... $15 million on parties and prostitutes. How many prostitutes wow. can you That's sleep with, Jason, to spend $15 million? <laughs> that is incredible. Like, it's just mind-blowing. You know, in a way, uh, Neil, I'm glad that I've never won the lottery. I mean, I don't hardly ever enter. but I, mean, I know that your mother-in-law, you've spoken about her oh, on the show before. It. But have you ever won anything of note? I won an Ugly Man competition once. I think that was... <laughs> oh, we've all won that. I'm going to tell you a story about yes. when... I won a, a major prize, mm. and I ended up getting arrested and thrown in the back of a what they call a paddy wagon, which is a police van. Yes, yes. And I didn't even enter this competition. <laughs> this is a true story. This is from 1978, when I was uh, in my second last year of uh, secondary school. My old friend, uh, a guy called Robert Weiser, who I went to primary school with, he was uh, the son of Polish immigrants. And in that time, there was a radio station, an AM radio station called 2SM, and we all listened to it. It was uh, the rock of the 70s, they called it then. Mm. And they were giving away a free motorbike, a free <laughs> Honda Express, which is a mini bike. That's a, so Australian. It's a 50cc motorbike. And Robert, who I'd known for years, he said, look, I'm entering this radio competition, and there's a certain limit on the number of entries per person. So I'm going to enter some of my friends uh, in the competition as well. And Jason, he didn't even ask me. I've entered 50 of your name, and I went, you know, Adam, Adam Nicholson, Elliot Kennedy, all our friends. And I didn't even think anything of it. I said, okay, Robert, yeah, fair enough. And Robert was quite a strong guy. He's now a professional punter, by the way. 
Really? He, really? he worked in arbitration for a while, but now he's a professional punter. So it's in his blood, gambling. Right. So anyway, a few weeks pass, and I'm walking to school, and everyone's going, hey, Daisy, congratulations. <laughs> oh, what? thanks. Hey, Jason, congratulations. What? Why is everyone congratulating me? Hey, you won. We heard on 2SM this morning that you won the uh, Honda Express <laughs> in the radio competition. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like kissing your sister. It's like, <clears throat> you know, it's it should be, in principle, it should be good, but it's it's a real letdown. It's yes, not not, yes. not nice at all. No, it's never good to kiss your sister. Let's yeah, exactly, get it right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I'm going to school and I'm kind of excited, but the excitement's down. I see Robert Weiser in the playground. This is North Sydney Boys High, 1978. He says, hey, Daisy. You won the competition, but don't forget, it's my bike, and you need to go and pick it up. <laughs> I say, all right, Robert, I'll go and pick it up. So <clears throat> I lived in North Sydney, went to North Sydney Boys High, had to pick up the bike, and people in Singapore will know the Manly area, mm. and you have to go over the beautiful. Spit, yeah, beautiful area. You have to go over the Spit Bridge to get there. It's a mm. peninsula. So the, the bike was at a place, I think it was Manly Vale or Brookvale. It's an industrial area of Manly at a Honda dealership there. So I went to get and get the bike, brought my I didn't have a driver's license. I was too young. But I just went and showed my ID, picked up the bike, said, hey, mate, how are you going to get this bike back? I said, well, I guess I'll ride it back. Yeah, that's it. Look, you know, because my mum couldn't take me or anything like that. Right. So I get on the bike and it's fantastic. I'm just riding it. I'm loving it. It's so easy. There are no gears. A Honda Express has no gears. Right. It's in order. <laughs> so any, any, Had you ever driven a motorbike before? No, maybe on, a, maybe on a farm or something, but I'm, so I'm riding. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm going through Manly and I'm going down the, the Spit Bridge and it's, and people in Singapore will know how beautiful the Spit Bridge is. It's, it's a bridge that opens in the middle where boats can go through it. And I'm like, you know, taking the bike back and I'm looking and I'm, and Robert used to live in a suburb called St. Leonard's and I'm in a, I, I, so I get over the bridge into North Sydney and I get to St. Leonard's, get to Robert's place and I'm like, this is too much fun. <laughs> I'm going to keep going for a while. So I keep riding around the area and all that. Anyway, so I'm about to do a lot, another you know, like half an hour of riding, and, I, and I'm going down this big hill. I'm going towards Robert Wise's place. I look in the rear vision mirror. There's a police van behind oh, me. Oh, dear. And, and you were how old? I, I was 16. Right, right. And anyway, the guy gets out, uh, you know, stops me. He says, hey, you stole this bike, right? I said, no, 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 no. I went in a competition on 2SM this morning. Uh, he said, where's your, where's, your, where's your license? Oh, I don't have it. Where's your registration? Don't have it. Where's your helmet? Don't have it. All right, you and the bike in the back of the paddy wagon, wow. you're in big trouble. Cut a long story short, taken back to Chatswood Police Station, which is a part of that North Sydney area, and he's saying, mate, you're going to go down, you're going to be going to jail. Well, because you had no licence, you had no rego, you're underage. I'm underage. Right? I mean, the whole nine <laughs> yards, man. I mean, find the key away. And, and I'm trying to explain, look, I won this competition in a, in a radio, uh, I won a radio competition, uh, and I won the bike in a radio competition. And I, at that time, as you know, I started as a journalist very young, and I was already writing for the local paper about the, the rugby league team in that area called North Sydney Bears. And a lot of policemen played rugby league, played rugby, as you know. So I, I'm in the police station and the guy's saying, you know, you're in big trouble. You're going to go down, you know, you're going to go to a reform home. And I dropped in the line that, hey, um, you know, I write, <laughs> I write for the local paper about the North Sydney Bears. Worst thing I could have said. Really? He just blew up. You think you're smart? And he just oh, blasted no. me and blasted me and blasted me. And then my mum had to come to the station. And I don't even remember how I got the bike to Robert Weiser. But this was a disaster. It was where I won a competition in someone else's name, ended up being arrested, thrown in a police wagon, 
sent back to the police station. I got an official warning. But you never got charged with anything. I never well, got you was cha- underage, right? I was underage, but they, they, they tried to make a big deal out of it, like I'd, right. I'd done something really Scare wrong. Scare you a bit. Yeah, yeah. it did. You know, and I'm, I'm sure you've been in situations like that when you oh, were yeah. growing up as well, that I'm, uh, I didn't really need to because I wasn't a bad kid. I just got on the bike. I won a competition through someone else's name, and I was having a ball. Yeah, yeah, but looking back, it was a, well, it's, it's a bit like those bikes we see in Singapore, yeah. uh, you know, that, that are mobility kind of vehicles. I had one, a little 50cc scrambler, they called it exactly. in the UK. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't need a, a license for that, did you? Yes, but my mechanic again, my stepfather, just said, hey, I've got you a 50cc bike this week. Took me over to the local oh, park. Right. I don't think it was legal. No helmet. But I wasn't on a road. No, I was no. off, off yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. So the point I'm making is when you win a competition, on the first glance, it seems like a fantastic thing. Mm. But we know from experience, it often doesn't turn out as you expect. Absolutely. I, I keep telling this to my mother-in-law. You know, every time I see my mother-in-law, and she stays with us in Singapore sometimes, she gets her, her pad out and she says, right, this is what's going to happen with the lottery winnings. You're going to get this much, and my wife is going to get this much, and my daughter Abby Rose is going to get this much. And she updates it all the time. And she'll go on for hours with this and she'll chat and she'll work it down. It's all written down in black and white. And you just want to delicately say to her, you haven't won. You've never won, ever. She will call me up, Jason, and say, Neil, I was one number. Because they pull out the balls in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. It comes out like yes, little ping pong right. balls, right? like bingo. The, yeah, I've seen that. And it's six numbers. Mm-hmm. Six numbers. If you get all six, you've won the jackpot, right? Mm. And then if you get three numbers, you get a small amount, blah, blah, blah. Four numbers, five numbers, and so on. She called me up. She said, Neil, I was one number. <laughs> one. And I was like, wow. <laughs> one number away from winning 10 pounds. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? You know, she nearly got three. She nearly got three. You know, if you get three balls, you win 10 pounds. You get four balls, you get 100 pounds. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean, you have to be careful because it is quite addictive, you know, the lottery thing. And I'm a sucker for it in Singapore because in Singapore... We have the, the Singapore sweep yeah, with the once yeah. a month. I think it's once and a month. And we're seeing the long queues in the, in the hawker centres and right. the coffee shops. We've got the weekly sort of 4D stuff, but mm. I, the Singapore sweep is, is the guys who, who often sell it in wheelchairs or whatever, you know, those guys. Mm, and yes. I'll always buy from them because, yeah. you know, you want to help the guys out. And I always say to them, if I win, you'll get 10,000, no problem. You know, and I mm. joke with them. And I say to my wife, that's not legally binding, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, of, co- of course I would. Of course I would. <laughs> Well, congratulations to the winner of that 1.6 billion US dollars in the mega millions in South Carolina. But please heed my advice: do not uh, do anything rash when you win a big. It doesn't prize. make you happy. It doesn't, doesn't make, make you happy. It's good to be a tight so and so like me and Jason. Long live three dollar food. Yep, we'll go into the Hawker Center after this show right here on Money FM 89.3.